If you don't know who Ralton Fider is, Google him. You'll see he's an appropriation artist, an NFT artist with a mysterious identity, much like the way Banksy has an unknown identity. Ryder Rips is the guest today, and Ryder has been putting together different facts that he thinks uh, relate to the behavior of Ralton Fider on the blockchain and through his NFT drops. He also talks about Erotica Token and his bet with Kenny Schachter over the identity of Ralton Fider. So a lot of this is explained in the podcast, in case you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about. You'll hear a little bit of explanation in the podcast here today on the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. So there's a lot going on with you. Um, there's a couple of different things that I wanted to know about. Um, the thing that has been kind of swirling around lately is a, um, you've been interested in the identity of Ralton Fider. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I think I've been interested ever since that person bought, uh, that work of mine, uh, the audio sex tape I made with Azealia Banks. So I've been intrigued and, um, you know, they led off to believe, to make me believe that they were Richard Prince, like, you know, in DM, for instance, like I would ask, like, are you Richard Prince? And they would like that comment, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean? Never explicitly being like, yes, I am or not, but, you know, like Mm -hmm. sending me, you know, like, why don't you read this book? And it would be like, Mm -hmm a book that Richard Prince wrote, like, you should buy this, you know, like just weird innuendos. And obviously their entire account is referential to Prince and stuff like that. So um, it it, it picked up more. um, I kind of lost interest. And then it picked up more like a couple of weeks ago when some people from this erotic token, erotica token that I guess Rolton Fighter made, Um, started contacting me like for information about the token assuming that I know who it is or they thought that Mm -hmm. I was involved and a lot of other people have um, asserted that I have some sort of involvement in this person and um, anyways these these people who are holders of this token started like contacting me like asking me for answers and they're like you should check out this you know like telegram group or whatever or some mm-hmm. chat room where they're all talking and all these people are in here you know like looking for the sky okay well and, just for the people listening who might be like a deer caught in the headlines wondering right. what the fuck you're talking about yeah. i would say um just uh it's there's a person named ralton fighter who i've had a friendship with and i think you've had a bit of a friendship with right yeah and a very uh, well-spoken, um, sophisticated, well-mannered um, art world entity that, that did this podcast and will probably do this podcast soon again, um, but they present themselves with voice concealing software and much like Banksy, nobody really knows what they're 
what their real identity is, but they were active for a period of time in the NFT space and active in creating a token called the erotica token. So that's my little, yeah. little that's con context context for the uninitiated in case, would, Larry, in case Larry Gagosian is listening or something. Yes, for sure. I mean, I would also clarify, it's a little bit different than Banksy because Banksy is an anonymous artist who creates new work. This person is an anonymous artist who is posing as other anonymous artists, such as Banksy was one of the projects that this person did. He did something called Pest Supply, and um, which was a riff on Banksy's company called Pest Control. So he does these little things that are that are suggestive that it's involved, or, or Rolton Fighter is suggestive mm. that it's in, that it has some type of Richard Prince involvement. But don't you think, just on an artistic level, that it's kind of interesting when somebody is appropriating people who are predominantly like, except for Banksy, are predominantly appropriation artists themselves. Yeah, but they they do it as themselves. Like, right. you know, Elaine or whatever didn't do like fake Andy Warhol stuff as like with Andy's name. Right. It's it's not the same thing at all, you know. Or Eric, what is what's his name? Eric. Um, Barry does the fit like the smaller. Oh, Eric Doringer. Yeah, he he he. Uh, you know, he he sells work as himself. Or when I did my CryptoPunk thing, that was I sold a CryptoPunk as Rider Rips. I didn't sell a CryptoPunk as Larva Labs with two A's, and then mm. and then say, oh, you didn't look closely. It's Larva. That's two A's at the end, and you didn't notice that. It's not Larva Labs. How could you be so dumb? this is larva labs like mm -hmm. come on it's you know it's deceptive and i've had this conversation with this rolton person and basically you know one of his nfts as the fake banksy thing was uh an nft that's that was called nft idiots you know so i think it's this kind of gotcha mentality like if you're too stupid to know or realize like that's on you mm -hmm. um which like, you know, has some Robin Hood method, I guess, because he wants to, you know, I guess, take advantage of the people who are susceptible and eager to try to make a money by buying a Banksy NFT and then mm -hmm. put it into what he deems as like better art, which I assume is the Rolton Fighter project or, uh, you know, maybe he believes, you know, his writing, which he's, he, you know, he, he creates another persona called Arturius and writes about his own work, which is just ridiculous in my opinion anyways. But I mean, all in all, you know, if this person has nothing to hide, why are they hiding behind this anonymous persona? The appropriation artists of the past never were hiding it. They weren't being sleazy about how they're selling the work and beyond that this person through my research has created many accounts uh and bid on their own items you know and once you know some of the accounts are like with other people's names like simon dupuri like the french uh you know mm -hmm. uh, auctioneer and you know i i just I, I, or Swiss rather, um, mm -hmm. art dealer. But, you know, he, 
you know, creating these accounts is um, identity theft. Um, it's deceptive. And, you know, creating a bidding war with yourself is letting people, leading people on that there's a market where there isn't. And when you're doing that, and then you have this facade that looks like it could be Banksy or it could be Richard Prince, and then you have these auctions that go for thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes $20,000, you know, there's a lot of uh, suspension of disbelief here going on where people definitely are looking at these auctions saying, well, maybe, maybe it is this person. But is it, isn't it just a critique of the early nature of the system and the NFT space and its flaws and its entry, multiple entry points? That would be a great critique if it if they came out and said that's what they were doing, but they're deceptive and they're uh, taking money from people. So you know you can say that if I if I make a fake Rolex, you know, and I sell it and I sell it for twenty thousand dollars, I could call that art. Saying people are just so eager to buy Rolexes. This is a commentary about the market. And like, this is a commentary about consumerism, but no, <laughs> like, that you but just... is that okay with you if they come out and say, this is a critique of the system? Are if, you then okay with it? If or they do have... you still have an issue with it even after that? No, if they have sold, if I have a fake Rolex I made and I'm selling it as a fake Rolex for $20,000 and the buyer knows that it's a fake Rolex and they understand that I'm making a critique about you know, consumerism and what re what is real, what is fake and the nature of the market, then that's great. Then that's, that's, that could be good art. But if I'm selling it and I'm pretending that it's a real Rolex and deceiving people and they're buying this Rolex and they don't know that they're buying a fake Rolex, that's not art. That's just a scam. Okay. And have you had an interaction with Ralton other than him buying the sex tape of you and Azalea Banks? What do you mean? Have I had an interaction? Like, I've have you, to him a lot. You've talked to him a lot. Have you had, has there been anything else that, that they've purchased from you or that you've collaborated? They purchased a piece called, um, that was a panel from a piece that I did called Barbara Lee for mm -hmm. one ETH. And, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I actually like a lot of Rolton's ideas about art, and I like Artorias's ideas about art. Um, but, you know, and people don't like to be lied to and played with, you know, I, I think that's not a uh, uncommon thing is mm -hmm. like, if, if you start lying to people and manipulating them and using them, like, they're going to get upset. <laughs> so... Well I started feeling like that, you know, and, and so then I started looking into this whole thing and, you know, unlike the old school art world where people do show bidding, uh, you know, on all of these auction houses, for sure, they're doing it. They're, they're talking about this with their friends over dinner and conspiring like that to bid up uh, a young artist or what have you. This is all on the blockchain and you can see it. So I don't know if this person who's Rolton is like aware of that, um, but it's all very obvious. Like it's not, this is not an opinion for me. Like this is 
this is proven fact. You could just look that like some of the accounts that are bidding on his items, he started like this is not it's not a matter of opinion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it's all traceable through the blockchain. And it also it's not only traceable, it can't really be altered. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just was a matter of time that someone with any knowledge or desire to look into this would find it. Mm -hmm. And if you have if you and what's surprising is kind of like. I guess more than anything, it's surprising that there's all this interest about NFTs and the blockchain, but yet like people seem to not understand the technology at all to not have even seen this like right away, including myself. I mean, not that I don't understand the technology, but I didn't even look into it, <laughs> but um, looking into it for like, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes started unraveling this giant web and I made, I kind of laid it out in the spreadsheet. Right? Mm -hmm. So you had kind of mentioned that it has something to do with an obsessive thing in your personality that you, you want to figure these things out. But then also with the CryptoPunks thing that's happening, it's a very kind of disruptive thing where like, what is, uh, do you kind of try to be a disruptor or is it just come naturally to you? I mean, in this case, I don't know if it's, I just, I just feel slighted, you know, I feel, I don't like to be lied to. And I think that this person thinks that like scamming is art. And I just don't agree with that. You know, mm -hmm. like, I think that's what it, in this case, like that's pretty much all it comes down to. Um, in the case of CryptoPunks, I guess like being disruptive or, I have a point with with things I do. Like I, mm -hmm. you know, the, the point with the CryptoPunk thing is like, what exactly are we buying when we buy an NFT? And I think that's really not worked out. You know, like people don't know if they're buying the intellectual property. Are they buying the JPEG? Are they if they're buying the JPEG? Well, it still exists everywhere. It's still public. Um, they're buying the 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 thing that's on the blockchain that's the nft the the data that's on the blockchain that links uh to an ipfs of the jpeg okay so i can't copy that that's impossible to copy so the idea that you could copy an nft is ridiculous you can't copy an nft that's the entire point of an nft you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that's so, so those are the points that i'm trying to bring up um with that piece with this particular thing, I I just feel you know completely manipulated, and it's a it's a it's a bad feeling, and I also don't believe that scamming people is great conceptual art. I guess that's also a thing. So you, you know? think you think shill bidding on your own? What what did you call it? Shill bidding on your own piece? Yeah, that's the term. And it's is illegal. that it's illegal? Yeah, federal crime. But if it, it happens in the art world all the time, is it also illegal there? Of course. So what's the difference? Where, why, why is- I'm not cool with it there either. Okay. And, but, and the point, uh, there's, not, there's not any difference. I think, I think it's, it's sleazy, you know? And I don't think it's great art. Um, and if it happens all the time, that's fine. I mean, it's not, it's not a matter, like, you know, heroin gets sold all the time. It doesn't mean that it's not like, that doesn't mean it's great. I don't understand mm. the point. Like, because it happens all the time. Like, so what? Right. <laughs> but isn't there, um, isn't there a laundry list of people in the old school boomer 20th century art world auction house world that you could list that are 
I mean, maybe that's not as interesting to you as the blockchain. Um, I'm sure there are, but this is my domain is the internet and I'm not really involved in that right. stuff. I've been making internet art for 20 years and I like the internet. And so right. if people want to come into the internet world and, and work in this world, I'm going to look into it because I'm an internet artist. Right. And if they don't want to, if they don't want to take the time to understand the blockchain and understand what exactly NFT is and make art about it, then, you know, that's not very smart because you're going to get caught. Like, and it's not, I'm not playing cop here. Like, it's like, if I didn't do this, anyone's going to like, this is the way that they bid on their own stuff and the way that they created false identities is clear. It's like, not it's like hiding in the open it's like they didn't cover their tracks at all so you know it's not like i'm trying to be a detective here it's just like very obvious and i'm 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 kind of exposing it because like to be honest it got to a point where i'm like i don't know what the fuck is going on here i don't know who's part of this who's telling me what so the best thing I can do is just put all this information out in the open and just let people know what's going on because I don't know what could happen from this. And if I am completely transparent in what I'm doing here, like I, I see that as the best way because I have nothing to hide here and I have nothing in it for myself. So I'm just trying to kind of like show people what I found because like I don't want this to escalate further into like getting more manipulated into the situation I don't know who these people are I don't know what kind of scam like where the end of the scam is you know what I mean like I'm talking to Kenny about it I've been talking to you I've been talking to anonymous people on uh online who have been talking to me about this I I just the level of trust with all these weird anonymous people who are talking to me about this whole thing is like kind of, it's irking and I don't really have time for it to be honest. So what I did was I compiled my research and then I put it out online and you know, like people can make whatever they want of it. But mm -hmm. the fact is clear that this person is bidding on their own stuff, has all of these identities, mm -hmm. is a liar. And th that's it. Like, I don't really mm -hmm. have to, you know, those are, those are the facts here. So, and, and you, I, you had a kind of an interaction where you were, you, um, did you want to talk about uh, your interaction with Kenny Schechter or is that more of a well, Kenny, thing? Kenny and I, um, you know, I was friendly with Kenny. I've gone to his house. He invited me over. I like him. Um, you know, we had a bet about this thing a while ago before I started like really looking into it. And I said that Richard Prince was involved in some way was the bet. And that my, my main feeling why I thought he was involved was, um, he, uh, Fulton Ryder, which is his real account had posted a, uh, screenshot of my NFT Wait a minute. Today. Fulton Rider is whose real account? Fulton Rider is an account and name that Richard Prince has used for right his for art. his for his bookstore in New and York. And his bookstore, right. yeah. It's like a pseudonym, just like how um, John Dog is another one that Richard Prince has used. Mm. So, um, and Joan B. 
<clears throat> cats is another one. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, so, um, so yeah, so, so the real Fulton Rider, not Rolton Fighter account on Instagram had posted uh, a screenshot of my NFT. And mm -hmm. the comment on that screenshot was uh, Fulton Rider makes hay, which obviously um, is a double entendre because the Rolton Fighter account and Richard Prince in general are into like cowboys and farming and stuff like that. So, mm. and makes hay means like to take advantage of a situation. So, okay. And then Rolton Fighter writes some comment about, I don't know, some art critic writing some slight about him or something and who's gonna have the last laugh. So that whole thing was up for about a day and then the entire Fulton Rider account on Instagram got deleted. I assumed he just deleted it. So, which is which is a practice that like Richard Prince has done. Like when he was doing the Instagram thing, he would like comment a lot and like post a lot of stuff and then like delete the whole accounts and stuff like that and start a new mm -hmm. one. Um, so anyway, so, so that behavior led me to believe that maybe it's not Richard Prince, but somehow he is sort of involved in this thing. And, and Kenny said, he's not involved at all. He has no involvement. I say, okay, fine. So I'll bet you $5,000 that, uh, you know, Richard Prince is somewhat involved in this and you have to prove to me who it, it is, who to, to get this bet, because I need to know who this person is. Anyway, so I, and I, this bet still stands. If he can prove who Rolton Fire is and how that account posted on the Fulton Rider account, I'm happy to give this guy $5,000. It has really no significance to me. Mm -hmm. But in doing this, um, you know, since making this bet with him, he's basically been like kind of, I don't know, standing up for Rolton and like, I don't, I have no idea really what his involvement is, but he says all these strange stuff to me. Like I have information that Rolton fighter is Jewish. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. like, and then like another anonymous account, I don't know, I guess it could just be complete coincidence, but another anonymous account DMs me from a, from an account that has no followers and says, I have information that Rolton fighter is Jewish. So there's like all this bizarre stuff happening like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't know if these people are trying. I don't, I don't, I just don't know what's going on here. So, um, so yeah, so, so that's pretty much what, what, what it is. Um, you know, to say something so strange like that, like I have information that Rolton Fire is Jewish. Like what, I don't, like, what does that mean? Like, what is he, and then not give the information. And then he keeps saying he knows who it is. And I say, okay, great. Well, just give me the proof of who it is. And I'll give you your $5,000. Like, mm -hmm. but he won't give me the proof. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. So like were you, were you banned from Twitter entirely or just blocked him or there was some kind of block? I blocked him because yes. Rolton Fighter had asked me on Instagram DM to take down something that I had put on uh, Twitter. And I know that Rolton Fighter doesn't follow anyone on Twitter, so he must be following me from another account or his friend is. So I blocked all accounts that I thought might be associated with him to see if he would notice. <laughs> what did he ask you to take down? A post that about my um, that spreadsheet that I about had. your research on his activities, right? 
or her activities or whoever this anonymous right. person is. And they so there me, was something yeah. tangible in it, you feel? I don't feel, I know. <laughs> it's not, but, but see, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, Noah, the thing is, Noah, it's not subjective because of the blockchain. That's the thing. It's not subjective. I just feel like the standoff between you and Kenny Schachter is almost sort of some kind of 18th century gentleman's duel or something. Like it, it almost has more to do with you guys than it does with the subject after a certain point. I don't have any problem with him. I blocked him not because I have a problem with him. I blocked him to mm -hmm. see if he, if he was involved with this, uh, Fulton Ryder. This is a lot. Person. This is a lot to go through to get a table at Rouse. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I don't want the table at Rouse. You can get the spaghetti sauce at the market. You don't have to. What do you mean, me? I don't want a table at Rouse. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I mean, what? Anyways, um, there's a lot to this. A lot of levels to it, and. Um, I just don't, I'm sick of, you know, I think Kenny, if he's not involved in this, I think he's sick of the conspiracy shit too. I mean, from what I've been, my last text with them were, you know, about like how he doesn't have time for this kind of nonsense. And I totally right. cannot agree with him more that like, I, I don't have time for this kind of nonsense, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and um, my research is not about like devoting my time to it. It's about proving that it's nonsense. Mm. you know what i mean like once like right. basically i i i believe that rolton fighter is just a scammer and um well, you were I, seemingly convinced that it was kenny at one point but now i don't doesn't sound like you think Rolton. i'm not gonna it. jump to any conclusions as to who it is you know mm -hmm. because i just i'm 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 trying to actually step mm -hmm. away and be more subjective here um mm -hmm. or objective rather um mm -hmm. uh and you know the data you're not necessarily at war with kenny you're still in touch with him okay oh well i think good. he's blocked me now but oh. i i have nothing you know i have no problem i actually i, I like kenny you know i have uh -huh. no problem with him I, I don't know him i've never met him but he seems like an okay person i, I like kenny i mean i have no problem with him i don't yeah. know what i asked him you know point blank like why are you standing up for this person and he called me he, he just called me retarded so right you know, like, it's, it's fine. Like, I don't, I don't have any opinion about Kenny. I wonder, I, I did sincerely wonder why he kept standing up for this anonymous person, which seems very strange. I mean, it seems very strange that anyone would give an anonymous person credibility. Like, I just don't, I don't even understand that. Uh, but the facts are so far, this is an anonymous person who's created many other anonymous uh personas to sell nfts with their anonymous person who bids on their own stuff uh their anonymous person who is on record lying so those mm -hmm. those are not th those three things aren't like an opinion that's just those are mm -hmm. facts so you can take with that what you will and then you can ask you can read into this anonymous person's thing about how sick they are and this and that but the fact is they're caught in lies. So you can you can believe whatever you want, but they're caught saying one thing and then saying another thing, and that's what a lie is. And mm -hmm. then you can trace that this person has created wallets that have bid on their own stuff. So that's and 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 if any and if anyone has any doubts to any of the shell bidding claims, 
why don't you just look into any of these bidders that bid on the stuff and try to find them? Are, th are they conceptual art pieces too? The collectors mm. who are spending $10,000 on the stuff? Where mm. are they? Well, we know it's not John Baldessari because he's dead. We know <laughs> it's probably not Barbara Kruger. Um, we know it's probably not Ed Roche. Um, I'm seeing more Barbara Kruger, John Baldessari, and Ed Roche and Ralton Fighters work than I am in, say, Richard Princeian kind of stuff. Although there were some fighter nurses that were kind of an NFT project that had nurses. But the name itself and the whole persona, and he's using, he uses Richard Prince's birth year. He says he's from mm -hmm. upstate New York. I mean, I'm not saying the work is, is, is supposed to right. be Richard Prince. I'm saying- I'm assuming that somebody in this equation, either you or Kenny Schachter or myself or anybody could just contact Richard Prince directly and say, hey, bro, are you Ralton Fighter? Or is that somebody oh, just he's trolling not. you? He's not Ralton Fighter. I mean, but he could be involved in some way, you know, it still doesn't explain that post that, that mm. went up on his, on the, the Fulton Rider Instagram, you know, mm. so, so that needs, that's, there's gotta be okay. some explanation. Well, I'd like happened. to, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see that resolving soon. Although I do expect Ralton to appear in the podcast to talk about some of these issues and, and uh, state his case. Um, sure. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're anonymous, if, you know. I'm sure they're that never, Ralton, they're Ralton never going to come out. As Ralton, listen, Ralton listens to this, so hello, Ralton. Um, on the Larva Labs conversation, you minted the lawyer's letter telling you to cease and desist, right? Yeah. And are you still in a back and forth with, with that, or has that kind of calmed down? Well, the way a, any DMCA request works... Um, is they send a request to the internet service provider. In this case, uh, that is Foundation, who then takes down the content, and then mm -hmm. they send you that, you know, basically what what why it was taken down, and you can send a response back, and your response can explain why you believe it should remain up, and they have to send that to the person who sent them the request. So they had forwarded, I assume, my um, objection to Larva Labs. And this is the way the DMCA Act works is they have, uh, I believe, 14 business days to get back to, um, to the ISP, to foundation with proof that they have served me with the lawsuit um, in terms, uh, in regards to resolving this issue because uh, the third party, which would be um, foundation, isn't isn't responsible for arbitrating this kind of thing. So that would be the courts that would be responsible. So Larva Labs has, you know, basically has I don't know a couple of days now to serve me with a lawsuit, which I have strong doubts that they will spend the energy to do that. Um, at which point the uh, punk will go back up. Mm -hmm. And. What was their problem with what you were doing? You know, I have a feeling that it is just people think that that all this stuff is very calculated and it's and it's you know like thought out. It's like there's probably a lawyer who works for Larva Labs. They give him you know a salary, 
and he sits at a desk and he looks for people who copy, uh, you know, seemingly copy. Uh, so for, for and, people and, new for people new to this story, you you appropriated one of their punks or you made a series of similar I just punks? took one of the punks and and put it back up on um, made a new NFT with it. And is it anyway, is it was it made by them or did you make an, an sort of a ripoff kind of punk? No, it was the same one. It was, uh, I mean, not exactly. It was a different size and, right. uh, but, you know, but it was, but my point is, is that um, you can't copy an NFT. So you're saying because of its unique uh, place on the blockchain, you can't yeah, make you it. Can't copy. You can't copy. That's the entire point of an NFT. And then beyond that, the other thing is, is the, the other point of an NFT is, is to supposedly have a world that's self-governing or a system that's self-governing mm -hmm. meaning we don't need courts this can be uh, arbitrated through uh proof and and that's what i mean by when i was talking about the rolson thing like this isn't a matter of opinion this is this is all on the blockchain like you can just mm -hmm. prove this stuff mm -hmm. so so you know if you can prove if you own uh, an NFT and you can prove the origin of that NFT, I can't, it's impossible to copy an NFT. And then beyond that, um, you know, they don't have any, um, any terms of service about the purchasing or any real contract when you purchase one of these crypto punks. And their website is full of the word ownership. So if they're selling these crypto punks or they sold them in 2017, and people bought them and the website basically says this is the ownership of this and it doesn't it doesn't leave any limits to what that ownership means it doesn't say oh ownership for putting on your uh profile on facebook mm -hmm. or something it doesn't say anything it just says mm -hmm. ownership so if you have a blanket statement that you have ownership of a jpeg this is an ownership of a physical piece of art, right? Mm. Because you could, that's obvious what that is. That's ownership mm. of that physical piece of art. This is ownership of, of a digital thing. So what does that exactly mean, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't own the JPEG. You, you could, the only thing you can own is the intellectual property of the JPEG. So if they're telling people they own that, then Larva Labs can't even go after me for it. It would be the owner of that particular NFT that would have to go after me for it. I see. Okay, uh, last uh, topic I wanted, do you, do you have any more that you wanna say about the erotica token? I mean, no, I hope it, you know, I hope for the sake of all the people who bought it, it does fantastic. And I don't mm -hmm. wanna see anyone um, get hurt and I hope Rolton comes back and uh, mm -hmm. you know does all the things he said he was going to do with it you kind of talked about it earlier there's like over a thousand investors yeah and and Rolton also made in a covert way which he doesn't want to put his name attached to it but um, he made this other coin called Dogecoin which is like some ripoff of Dogecoin um, which is completely just a get rich quick thing I think um, mm -hmm. but uh yeah, there's also that token. That token has way more uh, investors and liquidity than uh, Erotica. It's a, that's a, a real big money maker. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of the bidders of Rolton's work 
they only bid on Rolton's work and they all happen to really be into Dogecoin being the top holders of this random uh, meme coin token, but, and they also like conceptual art. So that's- They uh, keep talking about Johnny Sins. I don't understand exactly what all, how does that all fit together? Like does a porn star endorse the token or like, how does it even relate it, it honestly i don't think it makes any sense like they're gonna say i think they're trying to release nfts with porn stars or something but how that relates to the token it's unclear um i mean right. they would have to build the whole platform to uh basically sell these nfts and only accept erotica token with them i guess mm -hmm. is the idea or that could be one of the ideas but if you look into this person, whoever Rolton is, they're really not that sophisticated. Like all of their websites are made with Squarespace. You know, they don't have like an extreme technical knowledge. If you look at the art quality and graphic design quality, it's not that sophisticated. So the, the fact that there's anything behind any of this stuff is surprising. I mean, there could be, I mean, he certainly made enough money to pay people to create platforms and stuff like that how much you can actually do and still remain anonymous and not have to interact in the real world. I'm not sure, but there's no question to me that this person has uh, wanted to remain anonymous because of the activity they're involved in is not super legit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to talk about some of these issues. I know there's a lot of people out there that have been hammering me with messages and also hammering you with messages, just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. I mean, it's all just like a winding drama and almost like a reality TV or documentary or 60 minutes episode or something. Yeah. Uh, totally. So I look forward to how this all unfolds and also uh, for people listening, keep uh, keep an ear out for the Ralton Fighter follow-up where he maybe states his case. Um, okay, well, thanks, Ryder, and sure. we'll be in touch and, right. and uh, honor talking to you. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Okay,